I spend a week here and I didn't see one black person. Does race for you play into either a comfort level or is it important or is it just something you're aware of sometimes? How is that? I don't think I'm just going like, oh, I want like black friends. Like that's not it. But you notice like you're the only one. Yeah. So I think that's like, I would wanna live in a place where like there's more representation mm -hmm. rather than me just being like the one black girl in like the whole, my whole entire neighborhood. One of the things is that we think of diversity as, oh, I want more diversity because, you know, that somehow it's better for the, for the minorities. But I feel like when you're in the majority, if you don't get to know the story of other people, then you actually live in a bubble of ignorance in some ways, and I just don't think ignorance is bliss. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of It's Not All Black and White. My name is Sarah, I'm black. I'm Matthew, I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast, and welcome to the Coming to America podcast. Coming to America. <laughs> so it's uh, kind of like the Eddie Murphy movie, only we're not royalty and it's not quite as funny. No, not quite as, but it's it's nice. It's been good. It's been good. Coming to America is a pretty good thing. We did, you know, is those of you who have been following our journey know, we spent the last year and a half living in Kenya. And about a month ago, we uh, made the, we came back. We came yeah. back to the U.S. And we came back to white America. So it's very different from our experience last year. Yeah. And if we even go back to living in, in Los Angeles, which was very, very racially diverse, uh, and then we went to Kenya, which was not so many people that look like me, we should say. Yeah. And also, like, I think we moved, Nairobi is very diverse. Like, if you think about Kenya as a country, it's very diverse in the city. Nairobi is enormously cosmopolitan. But we lived in a small town, not in the, like, technically not in the village, but a small town, which people you are kind don't go live there. My kind, not, not many white people. And so when we came back to the U.S., of all places, we ended up in Sonoma County in Northern California. And um, for me, it's becoming a shock because the last, like, yeah, living in Los Angeles was diverse, but living in Kenya is like, I'm the majority. And all of a sudden, I spent a week here and I didn't see one black person. And then what happened after a week? So after Saw a week, one black person. <laughs> after a week, we went on a run and there was this like brother running with me. And I saw him and I was just like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like really different. It's just been different. So yeah. So in this week's podcast, we're going to kind of talk about like the differences of living in Kenya and now having to move here. Yeah, and then being in very a very white part of the world, uh, and then some of the whys and uh, and some of the differences. You know, I mean, America and Kenya are very different. Nakuru and Sonoma County are very different, though there are one, there's, there's a one... lot of things actually between like Nakuru and Sonoma County that they have in common. So there's a lot. This is like rural land. Yeah. You know, so I would be walking down my street in Nakuru and they were like, I would be sharing my street with cows. And and now it's like I'm literally seeing cows as we are outside as we record this podcast. So there's like a little bit of that. I'm, I've never lived in rural America. And this almost almost seems like, yes, I'm in California, but it's still very rural. Yeah, it's a very different. It's a very different 
experience from being in LA. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's still, this is a part of the world where people really want to go back to living on the land, you know? Uh, and I think sometimes it can be very glorified, right? Like, Oh, you know, let's go back and live off of the land. Um, and there is a lot of, I think there's also, there is a lot of glory in it. You know, it's like, uh, sometimes some people think like, Oh, it's the best way to do it. And, I don't know if it's the best way, but it's certainly, I think it's one of the things way. that's interesting is that there are, you know, there's always, a, it seems like there's a lot of push around the globe, particularly in developing countries to be like, let's get away from, you know, subsistence farming and being self-sufficient and be more communally sufficient. And then where that, where that exists very strongly, like here now it's like, oh, you know what, actually there were some things that we lost by over-mechanizing, by being in the big cities, by, you know, by having, by having everybody kind of break up. Someone does food, somebody does cleaning, somebody does, you know, the street work, somebody does all this stuff to being in a place where, you know, one of the, the, the cabin where we're living, when anything needs to be done to it, it's not somebody else who comes and fixes it. It's, it's us, us who fix it. So, yeah. yeah. So this was, this is a very different experience for me. And for you too, you know, is it different for you or you just feel like you're coming back home? No. Well, you know, I went to high school in Sonoma County. Uh, most of my closest friends in the world live here and my my family lives here. Um, you know, my dad's here, my brothers, kids are close by. So there's a lot of people that are close, but I didn't live here very long. You know, I mm -hmm. lived here for four years of my life, really, maybe four and a half um, and and even then that was in high school and in high school, I spent a half a year living in Germany and then I, you know, I traveled quite a bit. So my actual time here in Sonoma County was not a lot. And now, um, like if our plan at this point is to stay for a year. And so we had a year and a half in Kenya. Now we're a year here. And then, you know, the plan at this point is that we'll go back. But I think one of the things that we're noticing in the world right now is that, what we plan right now could be very different in a year from now. True. Um, but yeah, so I've never really, as an adult, I've never lived here. Um, but I know so many people here. So it's a very strange feeling to come back to a place that is both home and yet not home at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's interesting for me, you know, to come back. It's interesting. And also it's like good for me because I'm getting, I feel like when anywhere since we met, anywhere we have lived, I've, you've lived closer to people who are closer to me. So in Kenya, you we moved to Kenya to live closer to my family. Yep. In Los Angeles, where we met, I had family there. You didn't have any family. So most of our time, when like when we do dinner dates, when we do like huge gathering, family gathering, it's been like my family coming for those gatherings. And right. I know no one in Sonoma County. Um Except like now your family are the only people that I know. I have no friends. I have no family members here. Yes, no, I do have family members now because of you. Yep. Um, but I'm getting to know your family, which is like amazing and exciting for me, like to just be closer to your dad and to, you know, I think since we've moved back, we've gone to your dad's house to have dinner and his wife a couple of times. So I'm excited for this year, like what this year brings with them but i also don't know kind of like thinking like could i live here more than a year like i just 
I'm not sure I can. Right. It's so we spent a year and a half, you know, being in Kenya, we were where I didn't know anybody. Um, but you didn't have many friends because you'd been gone for a long time. And then we lived in Nakuru. So we were close to your family. Um, but now we're close, you know, now, but I didn't have friends. And now we're close to my family. And you're a little bit sort of fish out of water um, or having to kind of really build something from this, from the ground up uh, in this last, you know, little over a month. How has that been for you? Um, I feel like I've been so busy, like also just with COVID things are like I'm busy, but also things are like moving slower than if like I can't go out to a club. It's not like I can go out to dinner. Like there's actually nothing I, I could do even if I had friends except like get together and have drinks at home. So I think with, with six feet between you with six feet outside. Be- <laughs> correct. So I think this is shaping the way I would imagine making friends here. And, like, what kind of friends would I be making? You know, even in Los Angeles, majority of my friends were white, were white because of, like, the spaces I found myself in at school. Um, but I feel like I had a, a few, like, quite, like, a number of black friends. But I don't know. Like, here, it's just, like, I've literally seen one black person since we moved here. So with that being said, not that I don't want white friends, but I just kind of feel like I'm not sure how you make friends when you move to a new place in like this circumstance. Yeah. So I'm happy we have your family so it doesn't feel so lonely, you know? Right. Now, you know, I'm wondering, you know, when I moved to Kenya, obviously I was pretty much the only white guy in that we knew that we ever hung out with. You know, we ended up meeting uh, a couple in Nairobi who we spent time with. Uh, and another, that was a year an, into it, almost. A, it was almost a year into it. Another interracial couple. Uh, well, we met two other interracial couples, one in Nairobi and then one who lived uh, in, in, in Nakuru. So, um, so so towards the end of the time, we started getting to know some other some other people. But otherwise, that wasn't the case. Now, obviously here too, like, you know, my, uh, you know, my sister-in-law is African-American. Um, so like there's not a lot, but does race for you play into like either a comfort level or is that important or is it just something you're aware of sometimes? How is that? I don't think it plays a role in how I make friends, but I think it plays a role to know that I'm not the only one. Like mm. there's representation. Um, and I think that's it. I don't think I'm just going like, oh, I want like black friends. Like that's not it. But it's kind of like that comfort. Like you notice like you're the only one. Yeah. So I think that's like, I would want to live in a place where like there's more representation Mm -hmm. rather than me just being like the one black girl in like the whole, my whole entire neighborhood, which I am. Um, Except for some guy we don't know where that goes jogging sometimes. Yeah, except for for him. (laughs) So, um, so I feel like I don't, I would rather live in a place where I don't, I think maybe living in America, that's just how it is that I'm always going to notice, but I don't know, maybe not. If you live in Atlanta or like Chicago or like even LA. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about race earlier in my life just because I there I spent a lot of my time in Northern California and then in Vermont. And when I wasn't in this country, in Germany, I spent time in Mexico, uh, which felt somehow a little bit different and I don't know why. Um, but, you know, it's something that... 
you know, and even in some of the comments that we've seen on some of our blogs and podcasts is like, what's the big deal? And I don't think it is a big deal. And I, and I don't even feel like I consciously notice, you know, I don't mm. think like when I go to your family and stuff, I'm not thinking like, oh, I'm the only white guy here. That's not crossing my mind, but somehow I still feel, I feel it without needing to think about it. And if I go back and someone like says, hey, recall, what was it like being the only white person there? I'd be like, I can, I don't know if I can explain it exactly. And I don't know that I had any specific feelings about it that I can name, but there was somehow an awareness. Does that resonate with you at all? It, it, there is an awareness because I also feel like, I, I guess for like, and we can talk about this, like for you as a white person, I feel like whiteness is judged by itself. But for me, I always feel like everywhere I go, I take, I have this sh- like thing on my shoulders, like I'm representing my people, you know, mm. and my people don't exist in Sonoma County, you know, so kind of like, and I don't even know like what people I'm really talking about because I am Kenyan. I am like, I'm new to America, but there's like something like, I guess the people that I want to talk is about like the people who are like identify like a skin color black like that's what i'm talking about and you do feel that when you go to a place and you're the only one like am i acting the right way am i like you know is like i don't know yeah but in like intimate places like when i'm with your family i hardly notice right because because at that point you're an individual and what you just said like as like i'm representing a whole people um you know, like I've seen you know, my kids who played baseball, my daughters who played baseball, went out to play a ball game that were always, basically, they were always the only girl. So therefore, when they showed up, they were like, I'm, if I make a mistake, it's like, it's like every girl's making a mistake. You know, if I don't, if I don't show up and have my A game, then it's like, this is why girls shouldn't play. If you show up, I think as a black person, my guess, if I'm relating this properly, is a sense of, you know, is that... A lo- every other people who look like me will be judged based on what I do. Yes. And also like the other people, I feel like other people also notice. You went out on a walk the other day. And when we go out on a walk together, like our community, like the, our neighbors are so friendly. They're like all like wave because they are noticing me. And like at this point, I don't know if it's now because I feel like the situation in our country is like so intense with the protest and COVID and like, um, which I don't want to go into right now, but I think there's more consciousness. I th- I think. Uh, in, I, I in, would, I would say that some of the fact that you get weight when we're walking together, everybody waves when I walk by my, by myself yeah, a yeah. couple times. So the fact that there's a lot of hyper-awareness right now about race in our country, and we live in a very liberal place with no other black people. If you want to say Black Lives Matter and you don't actually ever interact with black people, you see someone, you want to be like, hey, I'm going to wave, you know, because I want to see you. I want to acknowledge that your life matters. And that's the only way I know how to do it in this moment as I'm, as I'm driving by or any other time, you know? I mean, at the farmer's market in Sebastopol, there was, you know, all of, of all of the booths, there was one other African-American. Yeah. 
And so I feel like I notice like there is more like LA, like, yeah, like you're in a supermarket and like black people do the black nod. But like the you don't feel like the white people are like that paying as much attention as I feel like they're paying so much attention in Sonoma County, yeah. which I was living in Kenya in a country full of like 19, I don't know, 90% black, more than that. More than that. Um, and like no one really cares, yeah. you know, so it's. Like, that's kind of, like, interesting to just kind of move from that to this. Right. Um, and I I can't even, like, name, like, I can't name it. It's also kind of, like, I can't really name the differences. Except, like, okay, so it's, what, ni- more than 90% black? And here it's, like, maybe the same 95% in, uh, not even, 98% white? Could be. Well, white and Hispanic, anyways. White and Hispanic. So... It's apart from like naming it at the top, at like the the base of like it's very white and Ke- Sonoma County is very white and Kenya was very black. I can't really and like only the kind of like the race difference. There's like that emotional thing. I can't quite like explain it. Mm, yeah. Um. Anyway, so this year we're going to be in Sonoma County, which I'm calling white rural America. <laughs> It is. It's white rural America. Um, yeah. So I will keep you posted about how I'm liking Sonoma County. So far, so good. I like the food. Oh, the wine is amazing. We are in wine country. And we're in wine and food country. I yeah. mean, this is probably, I would say Sonoma County, as far as food quality, oh. is one of the top places in the world. Yeah. I'm eating like really good food, drinking really good wine. And your family is amazing because every time we go... Like they have wine and like cheeses and stuff. So and it's all, all, all so much locally sourced yeah. foods and everything. It's pretty special. So I'm really enjoying myself. Yeah. Saying that. Yeah. It's pretty nice. But you know, yeah. kind of going back, I think that one of the things, even in the way that you brought this up, was, um, you know, when I went to Kenya, I was in your world, right? And then mm-hmm. you coming here and you're in my world in some ways. And I think there's almost this natural assumption that somehow we are more comfortable in, you know, in, or it's like maybe not even more comfortable, maybe either more comfortable or it's better, uh, or there's an advantage. I think that's the word. There's an advantage of being in a place where you are the majority. And, and I think that just comes up and maybe it's just the way I'm thinking about it, but when I think, you know, for me going to a place where I'm not the majority is actually while there it carries its own challenges it's also that when something is so new and different for me it actually means that there's a lot of growth for me and so going to a place like Sonoma County yeah it's comfortable in a lot of ways um for me mostly probably because I know a lot of people here but the when there is a lack of diversity, I think one of the things is that we think of diversity as oh, I want more diversity because um, you know that somehow it's better for the for the minorities. But I feel like when you're in the majority, if you don't get to know the story of other people, then you actually live in a bubble of ignorance in some ways, and I just don't think ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I yeah. When you move away from your comfort zone, you are asked to stretch more of yourself and mm-hmm. of who you are. So yeah. So in some ways, like I was so grateful to have that time in Kenya, um, 
because it was so fresh and so new and I had to learn something new about myself and stretch myself, like you said, in a new way. Um, and being here in some ways, I don't know if I have that same, you know, I don't know if I have that in the same way, mm, you know, interesting. um, and I'm wondering how does that resonate with you now that you're in a place where you really don't know hardly any people and you are very much a minority. I think it does a lot, you know, because I feel like first everything is when things are new, it's ex there's a excitement about things being new. Mm, yeah. Um, and also, like, I'm learning, like, very, like, new things. You know, I think one of the things, like, I'm wondering, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I'm like, I'm in wine country. I should become a wine connoisseur, you know, so learn about more, like, wine more. So I feel like there's that, you know, aspect of, like, I didn't grow up, Kenya has no wine, but now I'm in wine country. I should, you know, I should know, like, more about wine. I could go wine tasting, which is something, like, I would where, where I'm from, like, that's not something that we have, you know, yeah. so I'm excited for that. So we'll have to do a wine tasting podcast after we've done our, our first wine tasting, and we'll bring some of the wines back that we like and talk about, uh, talk about wines. And you can be the, the uh, Kenya wine connoisseur. Oh my God, I like that title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just get it though. You actually have to earn that one. I do have to earn it. And so for this year, maybe who knows, I'm not committing to that, but I th I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And yeah. the nice thing is, is that we actually have a bunch of bottles of, we've had a lot of wine since we've been here. So, uh, you know, we'll be able to speak more and more authoritatively on the subject as things move on. Yeah. So thanks for joining us on this week's episode of It's Not All Black and White. My name is Sarah. I'm black. I'm Matthew. I'm white. This is the Interracial Couple Podcast. And for all of you who have not yet found us on Facebook, we have both a page for our podcast and we also have a group for interracial couples to connect, to share stories, to share the triumphs and the wins and also the challenges and the difficulties of being and I'm sure in any relationship really, but also in an interracial relationship, we have our own unique uh, we have our own unique challenges, unique challenges and our own unique beauty in it. So yeah. anyway, if you're in an interracial relationship, go and find us on Facebook. Yeah, and we'll see you there. In the meantime, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.